0: Welcome to episode three of Set the Tone Podcast. You can follow us online on Twitter at Set the Tone underscore pod. I am your host, Tony. Again, on Twitter, that is at Set the Tone underscore pod. Episode three brought to you by, well, we're still searching for sponsors, but when we do get them, we will be sure to shove them down your throat and At least make the ad read a little bit interesting. Uh, Nothing going on in the sports world, so this one should be pretty short. Except, yeah, we have to begin with Urban Meyer. Uh, This podcast is being recorded on a Wednesday. Therefore, we've had a few days to, well, almost a week removed from a Jaguars-Bengals Thursday night football game, and a few days now removed from Urban Meyer's well, we've all seen the video by this point of him at his own dining establishment in Columbus, Ohio. Because while a 53-man roster, while an entire training staff, entire coaching staff, minus Urban Meyer, and a bunch of executives went back to Jacksonville, Florida after a Thursday night defeat to move to 0-4 on the season, the stressed out Urban Meyer needed to have some family time. Fair. that we can argue whether coaches who are 0-4 should be going to have family time or they should stay with the team. Do what you will with it. But for a guy to say, I'm going to see my grandkids recharge for a couple of days and let's regroup, right? I'll give them a pass and say you can do that without issue. I get If you want to go out and have a cocktail with your buddies, but, and this isn't just the video too, we're also in the midst of uh, COVID-19, so I know there's rules, regulations for, for players, whether he broke protocol or not for the coaching staff, it's still not a good look. To go out and, you know, have a bit of a time. That's the one thing Urban Meyer has to know. And there's baggage that comes with him, whether we talk about the morals that he's had in in recruiting players at Florida, at Ohio State, and so on. So why would that baggage all of a sudden be dropped when he gets to Jacksonville? continues the same questionable decisions. But you have to understand, people are going to to recognize who Urban Meyer is in Columbus, Ohio. You are going to have a picture taken of you, a video taken of you, whether you're with a 22-year-old girl or not. It's just going to happen because you're Urban Meyer. Hey, look who's at the bar in Columbus. Urban Meyer, fresh off a loss out of Jacksonville. right? That's a video and that's headline worthy in and of itself during the COVID-19 pandemic that he's out at a bar socializing around other people where we don't know their vaccination status. And this isn't a point to make about vaccines this way or the other. What it is to say is that it's just a it's a bad look. It's a bad look, and it only draws questions, right? Questions from fans, questions from the media, questions from the execs in the Jacksonville organization, questions from the players in the Jacksonville organization. And then it comes out that Urban Meyer sort of apologizes to the, to the team, Well, upon leaving the meeting room where the grand apology was given, players have a laugh of it. And Shad Khan comes out with a statement that, well, Urban Meyer needs to regain our trust, regain our confidence. What the hell trust or confidence did you have in him to begin with? Something tells me the perception that the ownership has of Urban Meyer and what the players have of Urban Meyer is completely different. There's a reason that we see coaches fail when they transition from college to the NFL and they can't command the same respect. It doesn't work anymore that you are the holier-than-thou in this town with these players, Yeah, you have a shell of a 53-man roster, but I'll tell you what. When the numbers shake out, these are still damn good football players. Guys that have made it to the NFL. You need to do a little bit more to gain the respect. And here's the thing, Urban Meyer's 0-4. Needs to blow some steam. What happens when the Jaguars are 0-8? 0-12? 0-16? 0-17? What do you do then? Everything that we've seen from Urban Meyer is that when the times get tough, Urban Meyer gets going. He quits. And you can say he's a damn good football coach. He's a damn good football coach. He's a damn good recruiter. But in the face of adversity, he refuses to smack it in the mouth and he lets it walk all over him. Maybe it is stressful. It very well can be a stress-related issue. But I'm going to sit here and say it is like it is. He walks away when the times get tough. And he already made the comment a few weeks ago that it's like playing Alabama every week. You're damn right it is. The NFL is fucking tough. The reason there's only a select few coaches that can do this and that can be successful at it as well. Some cakewalk, he thought it was. And I haven't even, this entire time, talked about the video that's on hand of him now putting his personal life in question with his family. It's just mind numbing how someone can be that dense and think they can get away with it I don't know, is it the boomer generation? the people that have preached to those younger than them? See, and that's what's even better about this he was in college as social media grew you're telling me Urban Meyer didn't sit through any sort of sessions that his team was involved in and it was a social media learning session that he's been briefed on this? has to have been has to have been briefed on this stuff people pull out their camera phones. I say camera phones like it's 2006. Any phone has a damn camera on it that can take a and it can take a video. Right there is just a fireable offense for stupidity. And again, I don't know you know he needs to gain our respect back. I don't know that there was any respect from inside the locker room to begin with. And the more you listen to the narrative that goes on and on, Hell, I mean, the Jaguars are a lost cause. Maybe that leads into the segment that wraps up the show, the survival pool pick of the week, as I advanced with. <laughs> with that Bengals field goal over the Jacksonville Jaguars, as time expired. We'll get to it here. Uh, I do want to... Make a quick note on the MLB postseason underway again. Mentioning this is being recorded on a Wednesday, the Yankees were handed a six to two loss to the Boston Red Sox in a wild card game last night. Um, this is coming from a Yankee fan as well. Writing was on the wall. You wanted to see Garrett Cole have a top game. I did see a good video from Mark DeRosa at the MLB network on as to a reason why Garrett Cole may not be in his peak performance and it still has to do with the hamstring injury lingering. Um so Aaron Boone yanked him after two innings. That stuff's going to happen. I'm going to be a little bit more generous and give Garrett Cole a pass, say he was injured and banged up. I mean this was leading up in the in his last five starts. Right? He has not looked good. No question about it. So I'm going to say he was trying to tough it out. Maybe not the best decision. Tip your hat. Give the Red Sox a win. Um, but but the Yankees are a very flawed lineup. And people want to call for Aaron Boone's firing. That's not the issue. Look a little bit deeper. Look a little bit higher. Aaron Boone is a pawn in the analytical game. And don't get me started. on That's an entire another podcast of itself. Of me pointing out where some of these numbers are flawed. Analytics are not the end-all, be-all. You know what wins you baseball games? Solid pitching and solid hitting. Letting the game breathe and dictating uh, dictating what happens in the moment. Numbers are only going to tell you a certain story. The team that's going to go out and win the World Series, I'll tell you, it's going to be the Houston Astros. They're experienced. They have a chip on their shoulder. Oh, and by the way, They have the highest batting average of any team and they strike out the least. Regardless of the generation, that team is going to play. A team that puts the ball in play and strikes out the least. They will be a competitive bunch. You have Dusty Baker at the helm. He's a solid manager. And I do love the moves that the Astros made back at the trade deadline bringing Kendall Graven from Seattle a move that I still have questions about on why the Mariners dumped him and helped derail the middle of July in their season. But that's neither here nor there. And uh, Yimmy Garcia from Miami. We have a game tonight in L.A. between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. A winner takes on the Giants, too. There's a fun story that the MLB could get behind the ML, uh the San Francisco veteran bunch but I think what they want to see is LA come through St. Louis here beat them and knock off the Giants that they've had a a tricky time with relatively even but the Giants are going to give them a damn good fight although on paper you might stack it up to the Dodgers the MLB wants the Dodgers to win and potentially match up uh, with Houston in the World Series now, Tampa's gonna be good on the AL side. Chicago is going to be good there as well. But when it boils down to it, I see it being Houston and LA. And quite frankly, I don't want to say Houston gets revenge, but I think Houston makes a statement. I think they come up big and beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Uh segment time. Again, we're going to keep this short to the point. A little information, a little thought. The segment of the week, Survivor Pick of the Week, brought to you by, again, we're still searching for some damn sponsors. Let me make some phone calls, see who we get. Or I just make up products. I launch a website, sell merchandise, and we're out of the woods. Um, On the initial onset of looking at the Survivor League, I have yet to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The conundrum that I find myself in, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play my Miami Dolphins. So do I pick against the Dolphins? And do they possibly burn me? That could happen. Um, But I try to find value when I go ahead and take a look at picking these teams as to who are other people... In a, and this is, again, all dependent on how many people are in your Survivor League, who's in there. Thankfully, New York football is back. The Giants and Jets helped uh, kick a few people out this past week. Um, but I look at the Arizona Cardinals this week as a potential team. I look at the Carolina Panthers, Dallas Cowboys, again, the aforementioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. And you have to think of the Tennessee Titans. They're coming off a road loss. They go on the road again to Jacksonville. See, that's the thing. I hate to pick teams on the road, but this might be one of those cases. Or is this something where a defiant Jacksonville bunch rallies around being pissed off and kind of gives an FU, says we're going to show you? I don't know. Hell, it could be. Um, And the Patriots play the Texans. But again, that's at Houston. I hate picking those teams on the road. Lock it in here, folks. We are going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Miami Dolphins. That will be your pick of the week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Miami Dolphins. And we will move to week six. In the Survivor League. Hey, you want to get involved again? You can tweet at the show. You can ask questions, give topics, whatever you'd like to do. At set the tone underscore pod on Twitter at set the tone pod for your tone setter, your host, Tony. Signing off, we will see you next week.